The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. This is Andrew Lenz again for another episode of Let's Talk, but no politics, okay? I am joined today by Matt Johnson, a returning guest, and Johnny Townsend, a returning guest, and we're just gonna, you know, we're gonna talk about some '80s, '90s cartoons, and just kind of reminisce about things. Uh, before I start, gentlemen, I have to ask you two questions. Uh, I just recently oh started this. Um. So even though you guys are returning guests, I, you guys have never been asked these questions. So I'm going to go, who wants to go first? I'll go. I'll go. Oh, oh no, go no, ahead, Johnny. No, no, we'll fight go over ahead. this. I'll go. Johnny. Okay. <laughs> oh, my name, so, let me introduce myself real quick. My name is Matt Johnson. I like football, 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 football. <laughs> <laughs> and I wear bags on my head like a, like a boss. <laughs> <laughs> So selfie. <laughs> when you okay, so when you have a when you have popsicles, Gatorade, Kool Aid, how do you refer to them as by the color or the flavor? Oh man, I'm kind of a. I think I do color to be honest with you. Ooh. Uh, I, I down here in the south, I don't know if you can tell from my glorious accent. <laughs> But uh, it's usually kind of a mixture. I mean, it's the same thing with uh, soda or, or like, do I want a soda, do I want a pop, or do I want a Coke or a Pepsi? Like, down here, we usually just say what the drink is instead of soda or pop. But And when it comes to Gatorade or – I know for a fact when it comes to – I don't know why I'm making this question so complicated. But I know for a fact <laughs> that uh, when it comes to popsicles, I definitely go by color. I was like, hey, I want the purple one or I want the – the red one. I usually go for the red one. I like uh, cherry flavored stuff. And the same thing with my Gatorade. I like the red Gatorade. So uh, I guess I'm going to have to go overall. I'm a, I'm a, I go with the color of those things. Matt, what about you? Can I use a, can I use a uh, lifeline? No. <laughs> yeah, but it's me. So. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, I'm a color. Like a, it's for me, it's color as well. Uh, I literally have we have a bunch of Gatorades up here at the podcast the the studio and uh I'll be like, Hey, can you guys grab me a blue one? And there's like multiple blue ones. And I'm like, Oh God, now what do I do? It throws me in a bit of a loop. So yeah. I'll be like the the lighter blue one, but that's how I identify. And I, I that's popsicle, yeah, like Johnny said, popsicles. Um can't do that with ice cream so much, but for most for the most part, yeah. All right. And the next one is, we'll go right back to you, Johnny. Crocs or slides? I don't know what a, <laughs> what's a, is a slide another form of shoe? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Like a flip, like, like a, a sandal. Yeah, like a sandal deal. or flip-flop. You know, you just oh, slide okay. your foot oh, well, right in. flip-flops down here where I'm from, so I'm going to go with an old <laughs> flip-flop then. <laughs> I don't mind Crocs. I don't hate them, but uh, I definitely have had more flip-flops in my lifetime than Crocs. I already know you're. I miss that. You already know. I actually miss mine. I went for a bike ride before this, and uh, I really, really 
miss my Crocs right now. My tootsies are a little sore. <laughs> would you would you go bucking barefoot? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm in my shoes and I never have clean socks on. Um, well, I don't have clean socks. So, and my usual strategy is for six months out of every year, I just keep buying more socks. So by the end of the back half of the year, I have a huge supply of socks when I finally wash them, but I don't like to go home. I don't like to go and wash them. So I'm just in this constant kerfuffle of socks. So I barefoot. I'm like, it's like being commando in a shoe. So no sock, no, no sock shoe game right now. I, I understand the sock situation. We we do that once a year where we go out, buy a bunch of socks, and we <clears throat> have this strange commitment where we're going to keep them all together, and we're a family of five, and it never works out, and they just get thrown into a basket, and then my wife gets upset, and then she throws them all out. So I get it's, you with the It's socks. very difficult. Plus, they're like snowflakes, <laughs> like... Uh, like there's you you'll never find the same pattern. Yeah, and they're easily like offended. once they get jumbled up and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've said that about socks for years. <laughs> All socks matter. Uh, <laughs> oh dear God! The only political uh, yes. statement ever on this show. <laughs> on this show, that is right. That is right. Socks. All about the socks. Uh, yeah, you can never find a matching pair and stuff. So, uh, so, but yeah, that's that's my situation. I, I right, got a right very right important now. sock question. All right, some people like their socks that only come up to like their ankle at the highest. Some people like yes. socks that go up a little higher than that. Where do you lie? For me personally, I cannot stand a sock that goes below my ankle because I constantly feel like it's just going to slide off my foot. Mm. I'm gonna. It depends gonna... on my life situation. I'm an ankle ankle sock normally uh, for work, tall socks, but 90. Okay, that's very big exaggeration. 51% of my time, I am barefoot in a either barefoot or in a crock. Like, it don't matter. Like, if there's six feet of snow outside, uh, I'll I'll still wear crocs barefoot. Yeah, I think most people are barefoot. I would rather be barefoot. I don't know. uh, I, I have some tremendously disgusting, disturbing looking feet. But I'll go barefoot all day long. I don't care. <laughs> I, I'm kind of with Matt. It depends. If it's wintertime, I want the socks high. Summertime, I want them as low as possible because I have an aunt that's 13 years older than me, and she kind of bullied me when I was younger. My mom be like, here, put on these socks. And they were high. And she'd be like, push them down. You're not some dork. So I'm like, oh, only dorks wear socks up high. So I have like this like fear, even at the age of 37 years old, that if I wear my socks too high, I'm going to be called a dork. <clears throat> Saying, I actually, because we did, I didn't have ankle socks growing up. It took me a while to be able to uh, convince people to start buying me them. But I used to shove them down. So I used to have, probably wasn't very good for my arches, but I used to like compress it. So it looked like I had ankle socks, but all the, all the, all the extra sock material was tucked underneath my foot. It hurt. It hurt. Um, but yeah, this is how we're going to kick this episode off. Yeah. Yep. Socks. I love it. <laughs> 80s, yeah, 80s and 90s stuff. cartoons went to socks. Yeah. Socks. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love, I love getting off topic. I, somebody yeah. in a fa- podcast Facebook group sort of like, 
We're like, how do you feel about when your guests get off topic? I was like, that's the best part of the show. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes. I think it depends on the people. I've, there's been plenty of, and I will not name shows, there have been plenty of shows where they get off topic all the time and it just bores me. But there's been other times where if they have a good guest on or 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 the rapport between the hosts is really good. I don't mind it. It's fun. It just all yeah. depends on who's hosting it. Oh, for sure. That's true. That's true. I got two amazing guests right now, so I know we're we're oh, let us know when they get here. <laughs> <laughs> You're making me blush. I know you can't tell, but I'm blushing right now. Oh, it's hard to tell over the chip bag. It looks like somebody smells of, good in here. Yeah, the best part of Matt wearing this bag that has chips in it originally is I'm fairly certain this is how I pictured him when he was a pro wrestler. <laughs> That's how he'd come to the ring. And chip this chip bag is, and he'll never take his chip bag off. He even showers with it. <laughs> it's like a lucha mask to him. Chupa. <laughs> chip libre. Yes, chip libre. Chip libre. Chip <laughs> Matt's got some money. Do you see that though? He's got the Lay's potato chips. Oh man, I know. It's man. an assortment bag. It's an assortment bag. Did you bag. hear him earlier? Oh. He went on a bike ride. What an yeah. elitist. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, I'm I am. Tired of it. <laughs> oh, he's shoving it in my face. <laughs> <laughs> All um, right. Okay. <laughs> to me the 80s and 90s produced the best cartoons the best of everything um i think the 80s more than the 90s if you ask me i think a lot of the 90s stuff just was like let's copy the ninja turtles and see what we can uh throw up against the wall and stick in a ninja turtle type fashion well i think cartoons are a they'll see what's i mean this is a lot of things in media too to be fair but they if something works and is a hit they'll kind of try to copy that ninja mm-hmm. turtles is no different i mean it came around in the late 80s the cartoon did when well, Ninja turtles themselves have been around since the early 80s but uh the cartoon actually came out in the late 80s so technically yeah. it's a late 80s early 90s type show at least that's how i remember and it's my favorite cartoon of all time uh and uh it's it's very I mean, that's a good question. Like, which decade is better? Because I was really thinking about that. Um, for me, it's a toss-up because Ninja Turtles is probably my all-time favorite cartoon. It's my all-time favorite anything. Ninja Turtles, I'm a nerd for that stuff. However, like, in the 90s brought me animated Batman. It brought me the X-Men yeah. show. Uh, it, it, it brought me that Spider-Man show I really liked a lot. It brought me, um, you know, all these other different cartoons that I would watch that I really loved. So I I think the 90s are just as important for cartoons as the 80s were. They both brought some classics along. Yeah. Oh, oh sorry. The 90s was like, which you, I felt the 90s, now that you say it, was very more comic book centric also. It certainly was, yeah. Yeah, like that's where I went from yeah. playing with Ninja Turtles to I want the spider-man and the x-men toys yeah 80s i think 80s was way more about selling toys with their stuff uh with the cartoons Uh, i mean honestly it really was because gi joe transformers and ninja turtles were all about selling toys 100 uh i mean you can look into the history of any of those three that was your big three right there 
Uh, That's true, yeah. Especially for boys. And those were all about selling toys. I mean, He-Man came around because wow. of the toys. Uh, <laughs> you know, Transformers <laughs> literally started out as toys first. So yep. uh, it's it's just kind of part of the deal. I don't have anything against it. I bought the crap out of those toys, so I'm not mad about it. I mean, I had uh, little Johnny have tons of great times sitting there playing Ninja Turtles with his Ninja Turtle toys. So I ain't mad about it. Uh, but I think it's just kind of part of it. I, I don't think there's any shame in it. I mean, that's no. kind of part of the deal. No, that's it's it's interesting debate because I feel like 80s cartoons and, and like I said, I didn't grow up. I don't know when a lot of these products started, but 80s for the most part, I think there's a lot of like originality uh, where 90s, like you brought up the superhero concept, which is nothing wrong with it. Um, but it was kind of bringing really just comic books to a more mainstream comic book characters to a more mainstream approach. Uh, you know, I, I look back at, in, at the eighties again, I didn't get to experience them, unfortunately not, but uh, Thundercats and G, I think GI Joe had been around for a while, but trans, you know, transformers, he's the, there was a little bit more of an original, uh, I mean, they, of course they had a light source material, very light source material, but um you know, I felt like there was a little bit more original thoughts that went into it. Where, like Spider-Man, X-Men, Batman, all fantastic shows. Uh, by the way, they they had a much Fantastic Four. They all had like source material to kind of work with, and they did a pretty good job uh, of doing it on its own. But I think it's 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 very tough to compare uh, because if you grew up in that era and you know what that era was all about when it came to cartoons, you're probably going to say that your era was better. Uh, from yeah. like from my perspective, like I, I love eighties culture. I love eighties culture. I worship it. Music, uh, movies, TV, cartoons, video games, everything. I worship it. But I didn't get to I will never have the true appreciation for it because I didn't live through it as it was happening. I just kind of retrospect everything. Like, okay, this is a pretty good cartoon, but what was it like when there was new episode? You know, what was that 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 anticipation for when that the new episode dropped and I'll never get to experience that myself. Uh, I, I did that for the nineties, of course, but uh, for the eighties, I'll never be able to experience that anticipation that, okay, nothing else matters. Cartoons are on. So, you know, the, this cartoons on. So, um, but I, yeah. both eras, I think are very, very comparable, very, very comparable. I mean, they're so comparable for me. In fact, that I get like, I can get confused which cartoon came from when really, uh, I mean, even uh, DuckTales, which is one of my also, like, I love that yeah. Disney afternoon lineup, DuckTales, Chippendale, Rescue Rangers, and, and, Tailspin. and uh, yeah, Tailspin, and and uh, Darkwing Duck. Those were staples for me in the afternoons, uh, and all those are late 80s, early 90s shows, so I get all those kind of confused together, which decade they're from. Like, DuckTales, literally, because I just looked it up, it's the only reason I'm not... I don't know this by nature. I just looked this up, but DuckTales came out in 87 and I always thought it was like oh an early goodness. 90s show. So it's, uh, so I think they're so comparable that I get them mixed up, especially when you get into the later eighties, early nineties stuff. Cause that's probably when I was at the perfect age for cartoons. Right. Right. Yeah. I think we're going to have to do a, a bracket. I think Johnny, we're gonna have to pop oh, up yeah. another bracket on, uh, on the retro pop we'll do a crossover oh, do. andrew we'll make it a crossover okay. and we'll get it we'll get it started for next week and we'll just kind of rush it out um and no, just do, let's charge do a cartoon it'll be for free no so the yeah we'll... of our souls. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's let's play dream has come true <laughs> yes you've made it kid you've made yeah. it that's uh, at least a five dollar <laughs> value that's a five dollar value oh. right there we're giving it to you for free 
Well, you should see. Free. And Johnny's not even going to reap the benefits of all this stuff that I'm bringing to you. Oh, I know. Couple of weeks there. He's, he's he's gifted me with a bunch of stuff, so we're we're even, we're even. Uh, but yeah, I think we should map something out because uh, if if you listen to Johnny and I's show, uh, Retro Pop, you would know that we are doing an, actually an episode, not uh, not this well, it'll be this upcoming week, uh, next Sunday by the time this gets released uh, of Saturday morning cartoons. I think we could definitely collaborate on something and uh, and have a little fun and start spark a little spark a little interesting conversation. Uh, amongst our two shows so very good very good but i think we can all agree that it's really sad i mean andrew you can speak to this more than uh matter because we don't have any children but um it's for me because i have little nieces and nephews and they don't have saturday morning cartoons anymore no and that just makes me really sad it's horrible it's really horrible because I think I mentioned this in the episode I did with my mom where, you know, I talked about like uh, my childhood and as a parent. And the weird thing is, is I don't know if you can speak for it, Johnny, or you can speak for it, Matt, but Saturday mornings from like say eight to noon. I don't remember even seeing my mother as a kid. I remember just <laughs> bowl of cereal right in front of the TV and just crunch, 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 and go at, oh, this one's coming on this channel. This one's coming on this channel. I didn't know anything about NBC, CBS, um, ABC. Those were the big three until Fox came in and just blew them all away. But I didn't know about them. I just knew numbers. I knew I had to go to Channel 4 if I wanted to watch the real Ghostbusters. I knew if I wanted to watch Pee Wee, I had to go to this channel and everything else. And that's the one thing where, from my childhood, I remember my mother always being there, you know, Sunday through Friday, but Saturday mornings was like, I don't have any recollection of anything until it was like, she magically would come out and go, okay, we got to take your brother to bowling or I played little league. I might have a little league game on on Saturday. And that was it. That's the only time that I remember until those things happen. I don't know where she was. She could have been sleeping in. Right, right. Hmm. Yeah, for sure. I was the same way. Uh, I mean, Saturday mornings were almost a ritual for me as a kid. Uh, I look forward to it every week. I mean, not only do you not have school, <laughs> you know, that's also a bonus yeah. of it. Uh, I get to watch cartoons that I really like. And I was the same way. I didn't know channels for anything. I just knew numbers. And uh, I would, like, I distinctly remember, like, every time – because my mom would always get the TV guide for every week. This is before, uh, you know, we had guide channels. Uh, and so she'd get the TV guide. And I'd always, always look forward because they'd always do like a special fall episode where the new shows were coming on. And I'd always look forward, oh, there's this new cartoon I got to try out. You know, and I'd, yeah. and I'd try my best to memorize it or write it down, what channel it's going to be on for me. And I would just, just look forward to that. So, and that's just not around now. I mean, I do think that there are some very enjoyable cartoons that have come out since the uh, 80s and 90s. Like, I'll just throw out Spongebob, for example. Especially early Spongebob yeah. is really, really good. Uh, but, you know, it's just a shame for me that, um, like, just Saturday morning, because it was more than just the cartoons. It was just, that was kind of a part, a passage of being a kid, was this Saturday morning cartoon thing, where, like like you said, Andrew, just grabbing a bowl of cereal, sitting down in front of the TV, and uh, 
watching the Ninja Turtles, you know, foil Shredder's next plan or whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> and the, and, uh, sorry, not to cut you off, but, but the other great thing is, too, is like I grew up in a house where the adults had the remote. I don't know if any of you guys did. Like the re- adults owned the remote. But Saturday morning, well, I had an older brother and he would smack me and take the remote away from me. But for that brief second, <laughs> I got to hold the remote and it was like, it was, power. I felt like he, man, I have the power. And, but it was powerful. <laughs> yeah. It, in my house, I'm very lucky in that my, uh, my parents, if they knew it was a show, I really wanted to like, really wanted to watch. They would, they would watch it with me. I was very fortunate in that. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall it was always, if dad wanted to watch something or if mom wanted to watch something, that's what we were watching. Um, yeah. I was very lucky that usually like, my mom loved uh, X-Files, for example, so I'd got to get to watch X-Files. So I was very lucky in that. But <laughs> Saturday mornings, it was always uh, me and my sister. And luckily, which is probably, looking back on it, I, I really should hate it for little girls especially. But you know, luckily, a lot of the morning cartoons were definitely geared toward me, you know, being a boy. Uh, you know, they're more action stuff. And then, so I don't have to sit through like maybe an hour total of uh, – of my little pony and i can't remember what the other show was that she liked to watch but then like the rest of the time was you know we're watching some johnny stuff here <laughs> yeah yeah there was something special like i used to actually like really enjoy saturdays when that was the thing to do when that was you know wake up wake up and and and, and watch uh my parents i think my dad because my dad was practically an 80s kid he was born in uh 1969 he Graduated high school in '67, or excuse me, not '87. That's amazing. Uh, <laughs> born in '69, graduated in '67. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, he appreciated that Saturday morning cartoon like deal. He 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 knew what it was all about. Uh, so he kind of let us have the living room and and and, and kind of do that thing. My mom always like she usually grocery shops Saturday mornings. Uh, or even my dad, he would go, they had a TV in their room. That was like, they had, of course they had the first, uh, uh, specific, you know, private room TV. I, I didn't get a, a television in my room until I was much, much older, but he, but you just go in there and play, play PlayStation. He goes, okay, I'm taking the PlayStation PS2, whatever. And you can play, you can watch your, your cartoons or I go to the basement and, and, and we watch it was nice and cool, uh, cool down there. But, but yeah, it was like, it was special, uh, you know, not to name drop our show again, but like retro, like with retro pop, man, it was uh, like the drive-in. It was like yeah. a special experience. Like Saturdays had this special vibe to them because of Saturday morning cartoons. And now it's just a, uh, it's a lost. Like you could just, you knew it was kind of common. Uh, I feel like 10 years ago, uh, yeah, it was like 10, 10 years ago or so. Like I, I just look at these, these Saturday morning cartoon lineups. I'm like, how do kids watch this? <laughs> like what 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 is i am not, i mean i know i'm older and i'm more bitter but i am just not even slightly bit entertained uh with some of these shows and the animation style and <laughs> those damn those damn those damn millennials and or gen gen z's or whatever the heck they're called uh with their with their stupid cartoons but and yeah uh, isn't, it, isn't it so weird how because i'm the same way like i will defend and say till you know, until on the top of the hill and scream that the cartoons I grew up with are by far better. 
but I'll go back and watch them, and I will, and I realize that I overlooked so many flaws that these cartoons had, uh, just even in production. You know, they took a lot of shortcuts making these things. A lot of repeated yeah. scenes were made in these things. Uh, I I remember uh, even as a kid watching Ninja Turtles again, my all time favorite cartoon, and like the I'd be like, wait, that's that's not uh, Leonardo's voice coming out Leonardo there. They messed that up. They got the wrong mask color. That happened all the time. Uh, for those things but another thing that really that you guys kind of touched on i think it's part of it is i remember when i actually did get my first tv for my room (laughs) and for whatever reason and don't get me wrong i still definitely watch saturday morning cartoons in my room from then on out but it sort of kind of took away from the specialness a little bit in the fact of uh you know going into the living room and that's where i was going to watch saturday morning cartoons on the bigger tv so it sort of kind of took away from that a little bit. And now we're in an era now where something's wrong with the room if it doesn't have a TV in it. Yeah. <laughs> well, basically. I can't, I can't, yeah, I can't wait to tell my wife that I'm going to get a bath, uh, bathroom TV going. Uh, that was, <laughs> that was uh, one of my – I achieved one of my life goals doing that. I, I stayed at like a Hampton Inn one time, and it was like the suite, and I got – they had a TV in the bathroom. And I got to watch Sports Center while sitting on the toilet. It was like a it was like a bucket list goal crossed off for me. Heavenly. But heavenly. But it's funny that you mentioned, you know, a TV. Done it. Done it. Peeing along to the theme song. Am <laughs> I just right? You're pretty amazing. <laughs> Uh, but one of the things is like all these cartoons, I don't, other than maybe Ninja Turtles and I think like Power Rangers, I don't remember watching the first episode, but Ninja Turtle, Ninja Turtles and Power Rangers are the two that stand out to me. Ninja Turtles was one because my grandmother had a TV in the, in uh, the kitchen because she had to watch the news at six o'clock, but she refused to eat in the living room unless it was like Friday and it was like pizza day or something. So right, right. That's how I watched the very first episode of the Ninja Turtles. It was me and my brother sitting at this kitchen table. And then all of a sudden we saw this and at first we laughed. And then from that moment on, we were hooked, but it was like little things like that, that I can't remember. Um, do you guys remember when there was two ghostbuster cartoons? Yes. See? Okay. At the same time? time. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Really? One clo- yeah, one more closely resembled the movie. Um, and the other one was something that wasn't that didn't remind you of the movie at all, but it was no. sort of the, in the same vein, kind of. Yeah. It was the Ghostbusters, which Filmation, who did He-Man, pretty much classic 80s stuff, uh, Black Star, He-Man, uh brave star and they actually own the rights to the name ghostbusters yes so and they i don't think paramount ever paid them and they just used it so they were like we're gonna make a cartoon because there's an actual live action show of called the ghostbusters from the 70s it's it's great it's like two guys and a guy in a gorilla suit and they run around and they yeah when they were making even when they were making the, the ghostbusters movies that are now iconic yeah uh, for a while, they didn't even think they were going to get to call them Ghostbusters because of this, because mm-hmm. they did not own the rights to the name Ghostbusters. No kidding. Yeah. So there was like wow. a 
that's why if you watch the one that resembles the movie they're like okay we're gonna one-up you and they put the real ghostbusters in there instead yeah. of and the other one's just the ghostbusters yeah i always but, when i was a kid i was always like oh one of them has slimers so that's what i'm watching oh know? see i like the other one too i remember like in the other one with uh where it was like the two guys and then like the gorilla and they had the cool yeah. they had like the time traveling car like it was yeah, way over it's very way unique. over the top it's very unique but i will say i've gone back and watched the real ghostbusters and that show is still creepy <laughs> oh that boogeyman one yeah i still creepy show that was not i wish i one. knew what you guys were talking oh, about. Dude. <laughs> i wish but this oh. is this is this is why I wish I grew up in the eighties. This oh, is why I wish I grew up in the eighties. The real all the Ghost, good stuff. When the real Ghostbusters was on Netflix, I started watching it with my kids again. You know, I shove eighties culture, eighty and ninety cultures. Now, just a couple hours ago, I was playing Double Dragon two with my son. That's how much I just shove it down their throat. But I remember they wanted. I was watching it with them, and they were like and they're watching it and then i got i'm like i can't watch the boogeyman episode they're like are you are you serious and i'm like yeah i was like that is the freakiest show in the world and i remember they watched it and they were just they looked as horrified as i was when i was Do you remember the uh, double dragon cartoon yes yes it was, was just what? awful <laughs> yes the double dragon movie you guys are oh, retro pop we're talking fun, about awful, the... though. that one's awful too but it's fun at least <laughs> you guys talk about movie. the mario brother movie now oh, I'll fight over this one. Oh, you right? <laughs> <laughs> the double dragon. See, movie. you guys actually had you guys had good video game cartoon yeah. back in the day. I mean, we uh, had Sonic. Sonic. It was it was no Sonic was fine, but Mario Brothers cartoon I would watch all the time. Mario? I truly like. I have a couple of those on. I have a couple of those on DVD actually. They're not Zelda? bad. They're actually very enjoyable. Zelda wasn't bad. Huh? Zelda wasn't bad. And Excuse then we, oh. me, princess. And the- <laughs> he would say that every episode. Oh, there's actually a supercut. About- you can find a supercut of uh, Link saying, "Excuse me, princess," on YouTube. It's pretty glorious. We forgot about the. Uh, this is like Nintendo. I know you guys covered that on Retro Pop. I'll plug you guys all day long because you guys are crossing over with me here. So, I mean, you talked about Nintendo and Nintendo ruled cartoons too, like Captain N, the Game Master, even though they didn't call him Captain Nintendo. He was Captain End. He had a zapper for a gun. Uh, you had Simon Belmont from Castlevania, Mega Man, uh, Mother Brain from Metroid was one of the villains, King Hippo. Uh, that was like the best. Even Michael yeah. Jordan. Michael Jordan had a cartoon in the 80s. Michael Jordan, yes. Wayne Gretzky, and Bo Jackson. Michael Jordan that, even had a video game uh, yeah. that was, I highly recommend people go look up. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's uh it's you did wild. mention it when we, when we covered when we covered jordan that one time yeah oh my god you're just making me hate my parents even more for for having me when they did uh but i think you know, video they... games video games too in the 80s and 90s for me and i don't want to speak for either of you but for me and don't get me wrong there have been video games since then i've really loved but in the 80s and 90s just like a special era for me of these amazing games mm-hmm. that are just stick with me for time that i've Literally going back to and played again and again and again. I mean, I do Retro Bliss, and that's what it's all about is these old video games. Uh, but, like, the new si- the brand new systems are getting ready to come out, right? The PS5 and the new Xbox machines are about to come out. And for the first time in a long time, 
I'm looking at him and even taking price, which I already know is going to be too high, but even taking that out of the equation, I'm like, I don't, I don't feel the urge to buy these anymore. The last, the last game system I bought and it's paid off so much, even though it's got some bad reviews on YouTube, I love it. Uh, Matt seen it is I got a retro champ, which, and I, my wife got me the bundle pack because she knows I'm a big kid. Oh yeah. Yeah. And so I have this, it's almost like a switch or, you know, it's a handheld Nintendo pretty much good, decent sized screen. Uh, If you get the bundle, it comes with two controllers and that's what I play my games on. Like I, I got to go on a flight or something on a road trip. I'm bringing my retro champ with me and it's great because you can just, I, I let my kids play on it too. And it's reminds yeah. you of a simpler time though. Yes. It's uh, it's a convenient way to play games from a simpler time. No loads. Uh, nowadays <laughs> no loads. Nowadays just games are just insanity. Yeah. Uh yeah. Just they're, absolutely they're, absolutely I, insane. I remember when Call of Duty went to space and I had to tap out. And <laughs> I, I love loved, that. <laughs> and I love I, that one. Like I loved Call of Duty since Call of Duty 2, which was all about World War II. Like I loved when they were very way more built in history. I love that stuff. Uh, but like now, like they're going to space, which is weird. I should love it. Cause I always loved halo, but I just couldn't get in and get into the call of duty version. I was just, I was like, there's just too many buttons going whizzing and, and whizzing and I couldn't keep up with it. Uh, but I think that's another thing we could bring up too. In the eighties and nineties, when they would create these cartoons or these characters, yep. they seem to have longer. And this is for video games and, and cartoons and even movies. They had a, for whatever reason, they created these ones that would stand the test of time. Mm-hmm. I, like, I mean, the Ninja Turtles yeah. been around since the '80s, and they're going to be around again. They got another. There's another Ninja Turtle movie being made, like a new another version of it's getting made right now. You know, uh, Mario literally been around since you know '83, and yeah. he's not going anywhere. Uh, he's no. got new games coming out left and right. So it's. So I really wonder it's if a- newer stuff, like I think newer stuff now, has a harder time. Unless it builds itself upon, because I was about to say Stranger Things, but Stranger Things literally builds itself upon, you know, nostalgia. So, 80s culture, literally, yeah. literally 80s culture. I have uh, only, that's, a, that's a phenomenal point, Johnny. I because, have a yeah, small, I mean, oh, sorry. No, go, go, ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, no, you brought up just, Stranger Things? I got to bring this up. I have a small beef with Stranger Things. No, we're going to uh, fight over this. Okay, so just no. It's <laughs> I love Stranger Things. I, okay, I then we're love fine. It. It, it's it's great. I just have one thing where I found something historically incorrect, and we're talking about cartoons and stuff. Is in the episode when Dustin comes back from camp. I believe that's set in eighty five or eighty four. And there is an Ultra Magnus toy that comes out of that closet. Ultra Magnus was not released until 1986 when Transformers the movie was released. That's my only yeah. gripe. I'm that sorry. Doesn't bother, that doesn't bother me because it's a, you know, there, if, if I would, even when I watch like a historical movie based on something I know, I'm already going to assume they're going to take some, uh, some, uh, you know, some, what do you, what do you want to call it? Where they're not going to be always con- completely accurate with stuff. Artistic for... liberties. Yeah, there you go. Yes. I already expect that going in. <laughs> uh, but to Johnny's previous point about characters being more iconic, it's, it's true. I mean, of course there are some very, there are some kind of forgettable ones. Uh, 
but like '90s, like the you remember, like a lot of characters that kind of came up, they they just disappeared to the wayside, whether it be cartoons, movies, video games, and stuff like that. Uh, some of the most iconic characters from that that '90s generation, they just they they didn't stick around, or they just couldn't catch on. They were deemed ripoffs. I think a lot of, a lot of I think yeah I think '90s culture. The biggest problem with '90s characters and culture is that they tried too hard to be '80s characters and culture, and people seen right through it. Uh, they just weren't weren't i I don't know it it just weren't like individualized uh and it's a huge testament to the 80s i I think that's where 80s uh that's where 80s pop culture cartoons that you know what we're talking about today i think that's where it has the edge uh in this sort of in this sort of discussion but um yeah but yeah yeah i mean that's when i think when, when i think saturday morning though it's or cartoons wise, it's always that Saturday morning and then after school and then always, and I miss, and I think this is one thing with kids nowadays too, is when they watch a cartoon and it's because of that law and everything else is you can't go out and find a toy from that cartoon. Um, I mean, there, there's, yeah. the movies. yeah, you, you can't go out and say, okay, I'm going to go get this because i watched this dexter's laboratory cartoon toy and because they don't make it or back in the day yeah thundercats and and tmnt and all that that's that's actually a huge point and also goes back to johnny's original uh you know angle where he's saying that a lot of 80s cartoons were made for uh for toy purposes ninja turtles for example that cartoon like if you look at their toy line they started coming up with some pretty wild characters to the point where uh, they would later, they would the toys would come out well before an episode with that character would come out because they'd make the toy and then they're like, oh, they'd make the toy first and then they'd be like, oh, we're going to put this character in a cartoon and because kids would see the cartoon and be like, hey, I got to go have Ace the Duck or I got to go have Mutage Man or whoever it was. I love Ace Duck. Those are real characters, by the way. <laughs> yeah. My guy was, uh, my guy was Sagi Ojimbo, who oh, wasn't yes. even part of of the ninja turtle comic book he was series? created by somebody altogether yeah. different but uh eastman and laird actually knew the guy or something like that and they were friends or something they liked his comic book because he had his own his his own graphic novel and, and that's the bunny rabbit from if matt didn't know uh the yeah. samurai bunny oh rabbit. i remember him okay <laughs> yeah. he's awesome honestly he's very cool rabbit. yeah but like they would period each other's comic books too all the time yeah because there was uh uh who was it mark taylor did the sketches for both He-Man and Ninja Turtles that he left Mattel when He-Man was going down because he was like, this is stupid. And that's where that's kind of the link between the two, because I love He-Man growing up. He-Man. I actually sent Matt like a top 10 list of my favorite toy lines. That's like, Oh, we could do like, I could do separate some other time, but it was, it was amazing. It was, it was just, I love the fact that I could watch a cartoon, like you mentioned, and then go to a store, especially a toy store, like Toys R Us, not to get, let's get crazy. Well, I want to get crazy with the Toys R Us, Toys R Us or Child World. And you could walk down the aisle, you knew where the aisle was, and you could find the guy and you could buy the guy and you could go home. And even though that cartoon wasn't on, you could still make your own cartoon. You know what's you know what the best part of it too was? It's like let's say there's a character you're like, I'm just gonna use 
for example, when the X-Men cartoon was huge, um, that's how I was. I knew the X-Men was around because of the comic book. I knew of it, but that cartoon is what got me into X-Men. <laughs> and it made me a huge fan of Cyclops. It's That's when I first saw yes. him. I was like, this dude shooting bolts out of his eyes? That's freaking awesome. And then I was like, I got to get this action figure. And I would go, like when I'd go to my parents to Walmart or wherever it was, or a toy store, and I'd always know where these sections were for these action figures. And I'd go time and again and time and again, like, oh, he's not here. He's not here. I can't find him. And and then finally, I literally remember the Walmart that I was at when I found him for once. And, and you know, he had a little thing in the back where he could make his visor light up. And that's, I don't know if kids oh, have, yeah. that, have that type of memory today. Like, I literally remember finding them because it was such a hard, like, I felt, I felt even though it's, I wasn't working for it at all, let's be real. But, <laughs> you know, it, it took me so many chances to find him, and, and I couldn't just order him off eBay or whatever. I couldn't just order him online. I had to physically go to a store and hope he's there. And there's just something about that, because when he finally was there, I felt like, man, this journey ended with some sort of, uh, you know, a treasure here and that was one of my all-time favorite toys was that cyclops he got he was he won many battles mm-hmm. i actually <laughs> i was actually cyclops for halloween one year i think it was fifth grade i was cyclops my mother i got the i don't know if you remember they also had the mask that looked yes. like the toy my mom went out got me the mask and then bought me a pair of uh blue sweatpants and a blue sweatshirt and she bought tape that was you know pretty wide just like it was on the thing and she laid it all out and she taped the lines completely perfect so i looked like like x factor cyclops and that was like hands down one of my favorite other than my ninja turtle one that she made my mom was pretty handy with that she actually stuffed, that's pretty cool she stuffed the shell for a ninja turtle <laughs> so it was like <laughs> I had like That's a so pillow cool. coming out of my back. <clears throat> that was like, I think that was first grade or second grade for that one. But yeah, I mean, that's, those are just the things that I loved and just being able to play. And I missed little action figures and I just miss good cartoons. I'm so sick of these crappy yeah. cartoons. That, and the toys I, are also great because I could have some great team ups. I'd take my favorite turtle and Cyclops, take Raphael and Cyclops, and they'd just save the world time and time again. <laughs> I used to use the my the twelve inch Power Rangers as Sentinels. Yes, yeah. <laughs> That's the creative attack. That's very creative. Yeah. Or the I had a couple of the uh quick change Power Ranger faces. The, I remember those. And those were like sentinels in disguise. They were like androids where they could walk amongst everybody. But then if they saw a mutant, they would go into like sentinel mode. So I did a lot of, we, we did a lot of stuff. Cause what helped me with the X, getting the X-Men toys and stuff like that is I kind of take this from my dad. My dad was also a big kid and he was super into comic books. So, I mean, by the time he was old enough, to where toys were coming out for comic books he didn't get them so he bought them for us and we played i remember going from store to store and he'd just be like we're gonna grab this one this one and this one and you're like yeah and it was like the best yeah for sure yeah, I, I i i did pick up a lot of that from my father too i was very fortunate for that uh he yeah Toys, every all that stuff. He he, I think he he kind of got to relive his childhood a little bit, taking us to the toy store, uh, for all that that sort of stuff. 
Well, he lived but, to a uh, good age there, too. He did. He at did. Good age. He did at a good age. So, as we're moving along, and we talked about these cartoons and everything, my question for you guys are, if you could have one weapon, one power, one vehicle, and live in one world, what would they be? All right, which mm. one do we want to start with? I let's start off with uh, oh, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say let's well, do one at a time and then yeah, yeah. that's what I was wondering. Where do you? We can start off with. We'll start off with weapon. So what are you? Okay. Let's what are that. you wielding? <laughs> All right, Matt, you want to go first? I'll give us, sure. Yeah. Uh, now this is a show I remember some reruns from it. Okay, uh, I hope you guys can appreciate this. Hank's Ranger Bow from Dungeons and Dragons because it had unlimited ammunition and just shot rays of light. <laughs> and I've always okay. thought archery was really cool. All right. I remember the, like, I think it only lasted a few seasons. Uh, it didn't quite catch on like Dungeons and Dragons did, but uh, I do remember sitting down watching this, trying to watch the show with my dad. It didn't quite catch my attention, but I do remember this just reloadable uh, Gatling gun possibility possibility bow uh from this show it, like i would have a i would i'd be like legolas i'd have a field day just bam 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 i mean hank was a total dork all right if this was in my hands i'd probably do uh, i'm kind of i'd probably do some villainous stuff with it i'm not gonna lie but hank was a big dork Ooh. and uh none of that on this show. but yeah none of that none of that we're heroes what? on this show we're heroes on my show <laughs> Whatever you retro pop guys are doing, you guys can do it. But on Let's he's Talk, the, he's the Punisher heroes. of the Andrew Universe. Okay. <laughs> Fantastic. But yeah, that's my that's my weapon of choice. That's my weapon of choice. What do you got, Johnny? All right. So when I made my list, uh, I originally didn't know you didn't want movies on these. So I have a movie oh, okay. for mine. But okay, uh, that's fine. Okay. Oh, so wow. my. So my fa- one of my favorite movies, one of the first movies I ever saw, actually in the theater, uh, was this movie called Short Circuit. Oh. And Johnny Five the Robot is my weapon of choice because not only is he technically a weapon, he's got a really sweet laser on him, but also uh, the dude's funny. He's got a great name. Right, let's, let's not get that wrong. Uh, and I got the best <laughs> pal out of it, you know? And he's a citizen of the United States already. Spoiler yes. alert. Uh, and he gets turned into gold. Uh, so this this robot's awesome. Johnny Five is alive, my friends, and he is my weapon of choice. Do you give him input? Oh, as much as he would wish for. I know it sounds sexual, but that's fine. <laughs> would you like to be a pepper too? <laughs> that's a classic. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So mine. Okay, I'm really happy nobody chose this one because I went over. A couple. I went over two in my head, and it's a sword. And I went over two in my head, and it, and I had to think. But I'm gonna go with the sword of omens, um, from Thundercats. That is probably the greatest sword ever in cartoons history. Um, it can go from put, a. What's up? I was gonna ask. Could you, would you put that above Heat Man's sword? Those are probably the top two, if you ask me. I was I was thinking the power sword, but okay, I, I was a dork and I actually did research. <laughs> um, <laughs> I needed a tiebreaker, 
So uh, <laughs> uh, it can go from a dagger to a sword. It can give you sight beyond sight. It can shoot lasers. It can uh, call your friends. So say I'm like, oh, hey, I'm in trouble. I don't need a cell phone. I can use the Sword of Omens. Plus, it comes with that cool glove that Lionel wore. And it could shoot out the claws and I could climb. It's just the ultimate sword. It's made by a strong steel. It takes down Mumra time after time. I'm the sword of omens. As I, I need the sword of omens. Understandable, okay. understandable. Snarf, snarf. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> very good. No, I think that's. I, I had. I had a feeling you would. You would kind of go for one of those. Uh, one of those big name ones. It's a little too. Little too mainstream for me, there, Andrew. Oh, a little too so mainstream sorry. for me. <laughs> so and obviously for me, I mean, I went with short circuit. So yeah, <laughs> and I will, I will enjoy my my ranger bow. I'm gonna enjoy my ranger bow over here. Well, I will deflect your bows. Oh no, because we're heroes. We can fight together. Debatable. Oh, then I'm gonna have to take you down with the sword of omens. Uh, I'll be able to see alone. you coming. I'll be able to see the arrows coming because I will have sight. Beyond sight. I'll just call you before <laughs> I'm coming, so you even like I'm. That's how. That's that's how cocky I am about this fight. I'll even call your sword to let you know that I'm on my, I'm on my way. You don't even. <laughs> oh, don't I even forgot worry about it. I forgot about that. Even if you knock it out of my hands like a lightsaber, I can just go sword of omens come to my hand, and that's like. Oh, but I'm going to take your sword when you're not when you're not looking, and I'm going to treat it better than you did. So that way, when we're both calling for the sword, it's going to be very conflicted of who to go to. We'll put the sword. And I have the high us. ground. Yes, I have the high we're ground. We're oh, going to put the sword between us, Andrew. You're going to be on one side. I'm on the other side, and then we're both going to call the sword. And whoever it goes to, it's who he belongs to. Now that's how that works. <laughs> okay. He'll come to me every time. We'll see. And and I'll be on a mountaintop going pew, pew, <laughs> pew. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your uh what's what's your power matt my power all right yeah. get ready for this okay so i even i even think of this combined with my weapon as well okay you guys ready yes are yes. you ready all right oh yes street sharks i want to turn into a shark <laughs> I love shark is my favorite non-domesticated animal and I want to be ripster because he has a motorcycle and how cool would it be if I was a shark on a motorcycle with the ranger bow which uh which shark was he yeah uh he was a leader he was a leader I'm a, yeah I'm trying to think which I can't I 100% remember see. the show and I definitely remember the toys um I'm trying to remember which I think one of them was like a great white shark right I think yeah, yeah, I think he was. I gotta double check. No, not the ripstick. Uh, ripster. <laughs> I'm looking. Sure. Uh, the blue one. Uh, I think it was the great white. Uh, the, the navy blue with the white with the white body. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. That was him. I used to have that action figure. That was the coolest toy. Um, oh, they were so cool. So cool. Street sharks. <laughs> How cool. I can go in the water. I can ride motorcycles. I can do what I got to do. 
and just sharks are cool. Sharks yeah. are just cool. They are, and I just found out they have a co- I just found out they have a comic book of this, so I'm gonna have to look it up now and do it for one of my other shows. Archie Comics did a comic run of these guys, so now I know. Oh, that's probably back when they had the Ninja Turtles too, and they were just kind of putting out uh, some comic Everything. books like that. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say you're not a biker mice from Mars guy, are you? <laughs> Side note: the biker mice from Mars, a Sega Genesis game, is fantastic. Is it? Or is it Super Nintendo? I don't remember which system it's for. Yeah, it's very, very good. Um, I guess for my power, I'm going to go with the power of love from Captain Planet. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, sure, you got, you know, you got your earth, your wind, your fire, all these powers sound cool. Don't get me wrong. But it's truly the power of love that brings them all together. And without the power of love, we wouldn't have Captain Planet. And he saves our planet. He's our hero. He takes pollution, guys, down to zero. So we need him. Uh, the power of love, uh, that's going to be the street shark all day long. I think so. You think, yeah, it might get me, actually. Yeah. Uh, I'll just give you one nice hug, and it's all over. That was a wild card I did not see coming. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was thinking it was going to be like all of the Captain Planet elements. No, <laughs> Specifically the power of love. I picked the one that most people find the most useless is what I would do. That's what I do. Isn't that the one though in the funny and die he kept uh I forgot what his name was. Don Cheadle used to dress up as Captain Planet. I think they used to rip it yeah. all the time uh in that in that segment. And he, but he kept he kept um he kept like uh he kept what I can't remember his name. He was like the most useless character. I'm sorry, Johnny. <laughs> I was a wheeler. I was a wheeler guy. I was a wheeler guy. Um. So my power. This is hard because I thought about this one a lot, and I'm still kind of down to two. I'm going to go with Silverhawks. Uh, you can fly. I don't know if anybody knows. Do you guys know what Silverhawks is? I've definitely heard mm. the name. I bet if I saw a picture, I'm going to look it up now. Wings of Silverhawks. Silver. Wings of Silver, Nerves of Steel, Silverhawks. They were like uh, super space age police. And this, logo, this graphic is pretty cool. Oh, it's a great Great, great, great. Oh, yeah, I never watched this, to be honest, but I know of it. Yeah, I want to be a Silverhawk. I always wanted to be a Silverhawk, and I kind of remember they had, like, laser beams that were out of their shoulders. So when I was a kid, I kind of run with, like, it looked like I actually had, like, some sort of problem, and my mother would tell me to walk straight as I'm walking through the mall, because I'd be like, I'm a Silverhawk, and I'd be like, pew, 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 like, turning my shoulder. There's some cool (laughs) names. There's some cool... Just yeah. cool characters. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, cowboy. Uh, I definitely remember the cowboy for sure. He's the one that stood out. Let's to see: me. Commander Stargazer, Quicksilver, yep. Bluegrass, Steelheart, and Steelwill, the Copper Kid, Hotwing, Flashback, Moonstriker, Condor, and they have Weapon Birds: Tallyhawk, Sideman, yes. Razor, Stronghold, Mayday, Slybird, Gyro. Is it Gyro or Euro? I never know. 
Backlash, Tailspin, Jetstream, Sky Shadow, Prowler, Volt, Your Shred, Shredditor. That's actually really cool. And Air Shock. That's like that's like if Shredder like, and a Predator got together. <laughs> Shredditor. That's a cool name. If I that ever go back into pro wrestling, that's gonna be my name. Do you want to hear the other two that I was kind of stuck on? <laughs> yeah, because I know you were debating this one. I know you were debating uh, this one. The other one was Brave Star, which was uh that I mentioned before, a filmation cartoon that my mother went crazy i actually i found out that was her favorite toy line that she ever got us and one christmas it was nothing but brave star we had every single brave star but he had like the power he could change draw on the power of like a bear a puma and then a hawk and he could draw on those powers to do different things but i don't have a con I like Brave Star. I remember Brave Star. It didn't have that strong a connection. So the connection broke it. My other one was the Care Bear Stare. Because oh. <laughs> I've watched the Care Bear Stare for many years, and that has done some devastating damage. But I don't think I want that logo on my stomach because I'm not a tattoo person. So I went with the Silver Ox. Uh, I just remember one I should have chose Apache Chief. And that might have been is that pre that might have been pre eighties though from uh yeah. Super Friends. Yeah. You don't remember Apache yeah. Chief? Yeah. He could grow tall when what his thing was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember him specifically because there was a show in Adult Swim called Harvey Birdman Attorney at Law. Uh great, great, great cartoon. Highly recommend it. Uh but he was one of his clients one time was uh was the Apache <laughs> Chief because somebody had spilt coffee on him and uh it couldn't grow large anymore because of where the coffee was spilt on him. If you catch my drift, oh, uh, okay. <laughs> so, great cartoon, by the way. Harvey Birdman, Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law, uh, five stars for me. I love, out of five. love it, love it. <laughs> what do we, we got next? Vehicle, 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 vehicles, vehicles. Uh, I'm split between two here. Oh, I got a good one. All right. Uh, my first one is the Care Bear Carolot cloud car, uh, because it just looks comfortable. It looks like oh, a luxury yes. ride. Beautiful. And the other one, in a more serious sense, the Magic School Bus. Oh, man. why not? I didn't yeah. even think that... of that one. <laughs> That's so good. Gonna... That thing was like, oh, it was amazing. I could actually, if I had the Magic School Bus, I can go back in time to the 80s and appreciate 80s culture and come back as I please. Do not run into any of your family members. Do not run into any of your family members. Literally, you can go go anywhere in that bus, even space. Yeah. Shrink down to side, go to space. Like the Magic School Bus was like, it was like the Infinity Gauntlet wrapped into a school bus. Yes. (laughs) And uh, Miss Frizzle, wasn't that her name? Miss Frizzle, I think it was. Yep, Miss yeah. Frizzle. Yeah. Yep. I used to read the book. The, uh, I loved iguana the books. thing. Yeah. I was I was into the books well before the cartoon came around. Uh, yeah. So I'm. We all used to over watch this. the cartoon all the time. I used to love it. We used to pull the the little TV on on the giant cart for elementary school. We'd we'd watch Magic School Bus. We'd be like, okay, Magic School Bus rerun day or whatever. We just watch a bunch of Magic School Bus episodes, and it was funny. I have a funny story about this. There was a point in time where I was uh I wasn't allowed to play video games. My parents were said I excessively played video games too much. I got in trouble or something. And uh what I did, I had a Magic School Bus space game for the Sega Genesis. 
Uh, he visited like all the planets and stuff. It was a very simplistic uh, yet fun game. And that was the only game they would let me play because we were learning about planets in school. So I would use that excuse to play video games all the time. I just play the Magic School Bus game over and over and over again. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. So Magic School Bus is my vehicle of choice. That's interesting. I, I am mad like at myself. That? Yeah, I'm mad at myself. Yeah. I didn't even think about <laughs> the Magic School Bus. I'm proud of that one. I'm very you proud. You should be. You should be, honestly. Uh, I think the reason I didn't think about it, though, is because the one I went with literally popped in my head the second I saw a vehicle. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go with this. But then the more I was thinking about it, I was like, this might be a 70s thing. But I, I can't remember when Knight Rider was out. That was in the 80s, right? That's the 80s. All right, that's so I went 80s. with, okay, I got it right. Then I went with Kit. Uh that's one of the coolest cars I ever remember from a TV show. I've loved that car. Uh, on top of that, it's the freak. The voice is uh, uh, Mr. Feeney from Boy Meets World for crying out loud. So that's another plus for him. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Uh, it's the same guy doing a voice there. And you get David Hasselhoff, too. I mean, I get the Hoff. I get Feeney. And I get a sweet car. That can and Johnny shoot. Five. Yeah. And yeah, and you shoot freaking lasers out of this car and do sweet jumps and fight. Uh, I remember when you fight Goliath. And Goliath was this big old... Uh, uh, this this was a point of television for me was Knight Rider. And Goliath would was this big old big rig truck, and he would fight. It was like uh, Kit's number one uh, enemy. And I remember watching this, like, oh no, Kit just got blew up. Oh, and I would and my little kid self would be crying over it. Man, it's Knight Rider is the best for the for the record. But Kit is by far one of my all time favorite vehicles. So I had to go Kit. Okay, very I good. You will never be alone. I love no. your choices. I yeah, love your choices. I think it's because I'm so lonely now. I'm trying to make up for it in my imagination. <laughs> Is this who would you rather hang out with, or what yeah. powers would you? I'm trying to. Have? I'm trying to knock out two birds with one stone here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my vehicle. I was gonna choose Kit. Kit was awesome, but then I remembered another '80s cartoon toy line that always amazed me and i don't think enough people talk about it because it was truly awesome is if anybody remembers mask yes all right yep. i'm gonna go with the thunderhawk spectrum that max tracker had it was a cool chevy camaro that turned into a plane and the wing the doors would open like on a delorean and it could fly and it could shoot laser beams. So there I am with my Sword of Omens, my Silverhawk gear on, and I'm flying in the Thunderhawk spectrum, just taking down people left and right, left and right, left and right. I love that car. And it was one toy that I always wanted that I never got. But if I want to be a true hero, I think I need the Thunderhawk spectrum. Okay. Yeah, and, just, and just to show you how much of a, I need, I need company. My other choice was Kit or uh, Optimus Prime. So. <laughs> I was thinking Optimus Prime too, but then I thought I was, it was the '70s for sure, so I definitely took no, it out of the equation. <laughs> I was thinking Optimus Prime, but I think he would get annoyed with me and like kick me out of him at one point, so that's why I didn't choose him. <laughs> He's very patient. That's what I've learned. Yeah. I, <laughs> I love Optimus Prime. Yeah, okay. he's my favorite. He's my favorite Transformer by far. Oh. It'd be so weird because <laughs> I have this just dirty thought. It's a weird, strange thought of Optimus being like, get inside of me. And it just <laughs> it makes me giggle. <laughs> it just makes me giggle. We we gotta go. Get inside of me. 
And I, I don't know. It just makes me giggle. I don't know why my mind went that route, but that <laughs> like I, I don't know. I, I just that's me. I guess Roll out. I, I don't know. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't watch the cartoon movie of Transformers. And oh, I, it's <laughs> devastating. First. 10 minutes it's it's the same thing after me in x-men 3 uh you want to kill off a character i love i don't want anything to do with you mm-hmm. x-men 3 to this day does not <laughs> exist in my opinion <laughs> yep same reason johnny same exact reason i want i asked for i left the theater i asked for my money back <laughs> i went with friends I'm so angry it, so i couldn't leave because they wanted to keep watching it and but the second that they happened and i was i was like i kept telling myself well Maybe he's going to come back because other characters that things happen to do show back up. And I was like, oh, well, maybe he's going to come back. And he never does. And this is the freaking one of the biggest stories in X-Men comics. And in the comics, Cyclops is vital to this. He's the biggest. Yeah. And in this one, he's just he's he's the biggest aspect of it. (laughs) Yes. I was like, (laughs) screw this movie. Where are we? We are on world. All right, man. What home? Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Where are you living with World? all this awesome stuff? With your awesome street stuff. Shark Honestly, uh, I don't know if I have this one so much connected, but I would I would kind of rock it. Uh, I would my favorite cartoon world has to be the Pokemon world. Ooh. Uh was it Kanto? Kanto region was the first one, Johto is the second, and I don't care after that. Uh, <laughs> once they started adding cupcake shaped Pokemon, I was like, this is getting too ridiculous for me. But, uh, honestly, the original, I, I love the, I, the concept and idea of the Pokemon world. It's a pretty bright, happy world, uh, safe enough for a 10 year old kid to kind of leave his hometown and just walk around <laughs> with no parental, uh, restrictions. Just go, okay, go ahead, honey. Here, your Pokemon, here's some stuff and good luck to you. Uh, it's it's a pretty mystical, like really cool place. I've always appreciated it, and, and it's very it's many you know forms. Um, the original Game Boy concept of it, just this this huge world is littered with fighting animals, cute and some mean looking fighting animals with just different regions, uh, and everything just seems to coexist relatively peacefully. Uh, then you get to some, you know the, the once the cartoon came out, and it just it blew my mind to kind of see this thing full, you know full and open up to the world but uh i i mean it's just like it's just like earth in a way but i just feel like people are much more happier uh all the nurses look the same all the police officers look the same uh pokemon are just really cool and uh it's it's just a really cool i think overall concept overall world uh environment and all that so yeah and even uh, your villains and even your villains team rocket are just fun yeah yeah 100 percent like 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 the like Team Rocket are like those people that you knew in high school that became cops but didn't think they should become cops, and if they ever try to pull you over, you'd kind of like laugh at them, and that's what I look at it with Team Rocket. So yeah, yeah. I just that. I just got into a fight about my with well not a fight but you know I have to stick up for my cartoons, and my son was like. Jesse and James are the best villains. And I'm like, are you telling me Jesse and James could take down Skeletor or Mumra or Cobra Commander? I don't think so. But they are great villains. I I would say they're a different vein of villain because they're just yeah. more. I mean, their their main thing is just kick is just trying to catch that that Pikachu, and uh, it 
that's just kind of their main motivation. It's nothing about really stopping Ash or anything like that. They just want to get Pikachu. Uh, so that's kind of just where it is. And uh, I always like their Pokemon. Uh, what's his name? Meow? What's his? It's, oh, he's the cat. Meow. Oh. Yep. And I love that he was the only one who could actually talk. Like he didn't say. He said more than just his own name. So that's why How I always do- liked him. As we're on the '80s, how do you feel about the new Pokemon being named Wubbuffet? I don't even know what this is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's that a... blue thing. That's like a punching bag. Yeah. Wubbuffet. Yeah. Yep. They they kind of added them in the usually the second or third. I think it was the second season. Uh, they added him in, and yeah, yeah. Oh, Interesting. I don't know. Well, well, there's literally what so like. Like I know there's what five, uh, it's gonna be over five hundred Pokemon by now, right? I think they're in the sixes. Cause I I just yeah. bought the uh, the new ones, Sword. Yeah. And they're up in the six hundreds now. It's 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 pretty insane. Yeah, it's, you're gonna have some insane. that aren't gonna be winners if you have that many. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> I just cut it out, guys. I always <laughs> like I always like Scyther because I thought he looked cool. That yeah, was actually my dad's favorite, and he he used to rip on me for Pokemon, like r- straight up rip on me for Pokemon, because I enjoyed it as much as I did. Uh, I love him for everything except for making me do that. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, Scyther Scyther was his favorite. No, that, it was a cool one, man. There's a lot a lot of cool ones, and and oh man, now I'm like tempted. I might just go hop on my Raspberry Pi and go play some of the old Pokemon games when and we're done here. Note, I thought that uh, Detective <laughs> Pikachu was a great movie. Yes. Um, yes. Really yes. Best, I, in my opinion, best video game movie. Not that there's a lot of competition, but best video game movie adaptation of I, ever. I think. I put it number two just because the Sonic movie for me was so good, and I grew up with Sonic. That's right. I still got to yeah. see that. I yeah. still got to see that yet. Yep. Yeah. But my only thing with the Sonic movie is it was a safe movie, but I think they did it. I think the safe move was the right way to present sonic and that's all i'm gonna say to start him especially yeah yeah um all right for my home world uh i'm gonna go to the mushroom kingdom guys uh the (laughs) land of mario and luigi uh and and peach and company uh this is a this is a, a a bright beautiful place sure you got bowser and his kids every once in a while showing up trying to uh you know trying to throw in some chaos but they're usually easily defeated. And this is also a world in which uh, a portly man can become a hero. And I would love <laughs> to be that one day. So <laughs> motion kingdom is my choice. I think it'd be a lot of fun. It is. A, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very happy world. Yes, the clouds yeah. smile. Uh, yeah. Bricks have coins in them. Yeah. I there's think the trees everywhere. smile yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. You know, this is a little bit of Mario trivia for you in the original Mario game. If you read the manual, it actually tells you that all those bricks that you're breaking up were actually used to be members of the Mushroom Kingdom. They were actually people in the Mushroom Kingdom. So you're just literally technically murdering people left and right. Is that what? <laughs> what? That's true. Yes. Is that what they were going for in the Mario Brothers movie when they would like have them just become like that slime stuff? Well, I was telling Matt because we sort of touched on the Mario <laughs> Brothers movie. That movie has its own uh, thing to itself. It's got its own story that I we really need to tell one day on uh, on a podcast because it deserves a whole full thing. It's such a weird, strange thing, and it's literally the reason why for 
well over decades, Nintendo decided not to let anybody mm-hmm. touch their, their touch stuff their, anymore. Yeah. Um, until recently, when there actually is going to be a, a Mario movie coming out in the near future, but it's going to be animated, of course. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. I remember hearing. Uh, uh, I watch a lot of YouTube. My kids kind of got me turned on to YouTube. Uh, the game historian. I don't know if you guys know. Yes, who that he's is. awesome. Game, yes, he's he very did good. a he's very good presentation. Yeah, he did a great little story on. Super Mario Brothers, and I believe Cinemassacre with James Rolfe did a great one on it. And the insight behind it, like you said, it's it's great. And it's one of those things, too, where um, on Cinemassacre, they touched on it. If you remove the Mario aspect from it, just forget about Mario, it's a pretty cool movie. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. I could see that. But it's also the only reason people wanted to watch it in the first place was Mario. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's true. It's a, it's a little little double-sided uh yeah. double-sided aspect, but yeah, that is that is a good point. All right. Uh my home world where I want to live is a home world that I've watched since I was a little boy. <clears throat> I didn't choose the sword, but I will choose the home world. I want to go to Eternia. Eternia is a place full of magic, sorcery, but robots and dinosaurs and just where magic meets technology and all different things live there. And I just think that would just be an awesome place where you could have a sword, you could have a gun. You might see a wizard, you might see a cool robot, you might have a wizard like Orko who can't do anything right. I love Eternia <laughs> and that's where I want to that's where I want to live. I want to live on Eternia. Okay. I like it. Yeah, I like yeah, it. I don't blame you. It's, uh, I don't blame you at all. It, it there is a little bit of everything. That's a great point. There is a little bit of everything uh with with Eternia and it's very it's not steampunkish, but it is like in a weird sense where modern like meets meets old school, like in a very strange, you know, way. Uh, but no, I, I think that's a great one. I, I think the time period, the, the the guesstimated time period that, you know, it's it first glance, it's like a medieval time setting uh, sort of. Uh, but it's really cool. Uh, I, I yeah, I'd say uh, I'm all for that. I'm all for that. Yeah, I think the benefit it has, too, is that in that universe. Um, it's one of the few things where like you can literally kind of put anything in it and it still kind of fits yeah in a way that can make it work uh, you know not every right universe every pop culture universe can do that um, you can totally change how a universe is by putting something in there it doesn't fit but that's something that I I, I, I mean even the even the movie you know <laughs> that people don't like <laughs> to talk about still kind of fits <laughs> in my opinion because it's just so out there and different I like I as a kid, I liked the movie. I think I, I don't understand. There are certain scenes where, as you get to an adult, that you pick out as a kid, but or you didn't pick out as a kid, but to see He Man and just wield the sword, and that was a great age too, where I couldn't put two and two together, where I didn't realize He Man and Ivan Dragoff was the same person. 
right, that yeah. might that might have hurt me a little bit as a kid. Be like, no, you killed Apollo Creed, but you, know, you better take down Skeletor at the same time. <laughs> so <laughs> that's that's one thing I gotta yeah. say about the movie. Um, here's what I'm gonna throw at you guys because we all picked all these wonderful things. Who's your villain? Who are you fighting? Or who, or in Matt's case, because he wants to be Mr. Anti-Hero, who are you fighting against in these in these worlds mm. with these powers, weapons, and vehicles? I would like to take on Shredder. Ah, you can't take my answer. <laughs> <laughs> No, you can take it. That's uh, he was going to be my pick as well. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I think he's like the ultimate. I think he's the ultimate baddie from the '80s, uh, like cartoon universe. I really do. And I, how cool would it be with my sharkness and having bow and arrow, my 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 ranger bow to be able to fight Shredder? Be epic. Be epic. Yeah, and Shredder just is. I mean, if if you're going for. I'm assuming we're pulling him from the cartoon universe is what I'm going to assume. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That version of Shredder. I mean, this is how nerdy I'm with Ninja Turtles. That version of Shredder, uh, that version of Shredder is uh, way more fun. Uh, he, uh, I mean, heck he's voiced by uncle Phil for crying out loud, <laughs> uh, which is, which is incredible. I remember when I learned that and I, my mind exploded. Like it's uncle Phil doing his voice. That's amazing. <laughs> And then you also get the people like I was going to say Shredder and his uh, and the people with him. Like I'd take Krang as well, and I'm going through and uh, Bebop and Rocksteady because that's a to me that's a really fun core of villains right there. Uh, so I'm going to I'm I'm going to go with them too as well, Matt. But I'm throwing in the whole group there and throwing a couple robots. Okay, to fight. that's a good one. All right, I was gonna go. It. I was gonna go with the man on Eternia, Skeletor, but. There's one guy, one person I need to seek revenge against. And I just thought about it in my head. I need to seek revenge. I'm not a Jedi, so I can get revenge. I'm taking down Megatron. He will pay for what he did to me as a small boy in front of my television. I'm sorry. I'm being vindictive. But Megatron will pay for what he did. I know he turned into Galvatron, but either way, Megatron, Galvatron will pay for what. Yeah, if you he think did about it, if you think about it, literally, the Decepticons technically won. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, they were like they could fly. Autobots couldn't fly until they got the aerial bots. I remember watching um, the old cartoon and it was like the origin of Optimus Prime and he was Orion Pax and he saw Decepticons flying and he was like so amazed that the Decepticons could fly and he wanted to be a Decepticon. But then he turned into Optimus Prime, the greatest leader ever in cartoon history. Yeah, it's I don't I've went back recently because they were put on one of the streaming services I have and watched uh, the original Transformers cartoon and I'd forgotten just how much there's constant music in that show 
<laughs> Man, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but literally from the as soon as the episode starts, there's always music playing in the background. Always. There's never a moment. I can get behind music. that. Yeah. As long as they're not singing along to it, I can get behind it. No, no most of it most of it's instrumental. Yeah. Uh, okay. But it's but it's constant. I, I forgot that. And I was like to the point where it was starting to get on my nerves a little bit. <laughs> so you, if you yeah, it, it 2B TV has like that's what like, that's where I saw it. Yeah, yeah, has great '80s cartoons on there. Like, I the old Shira versus the new Shira. I would rather watch the new Shira over the old Shira. But the new Shira is really good. It's it is. Good. It's very deep. The uh, characters. Also, yeah, the characters. I, I do a lot better building those characters up for sure. Um, I, I will also say Tubi's good also because it has Alf on there, Matt. Yes, uh, I highly recommend Alf if you've never watched Alf. You can. All right. You yeah, that? I'm gonna have to look into this. Wait, wait. I've seen watched... clips. I never really, I never I... like sat down and watched the full episode. I, of I'm Alpha, taking, I'm taking away your '80s kid card. I'm, I'm oh, taking son away, of a bitch. Until you watch <laughs> at least the first season of Elf, I cannot give you back your '80s kid card. It's come on. It's, it's I, really I, fun. I listen. I oh, I know it. <laughs> Come on, I listen to Europe and Eurythmics and and uh, and <laughs> and Kiss and Here's, I'll give I'll give the, you back the your nineties card. I'll give back your nineties card if you can finish this sentence. I get knocked down, but oh. I get up again. There you go, you got Chumbawamba. Yeah, all right, I could be a nineties kid. Uh, I thought I was under the impression <laughs> you saw Elf. I know who Alf is. Like I've seen him pop up, and I've seen, I never I never like watched it like consistently. He's in a bunch of like comic books I read, like back issues, and uh, you know this and that. But you, yeah, it wasn't really around for Alf. I'll tell you what. When we're done with this, if you can message me, Alf's real name, I'll give you a punch in your 80s kid card to where you're almost two to have the full 80s kids card. But you oh, gotta watch Paul Fusco. It's not worth it, man. No. No. Oh, Don't that's who it. played him. That's who played him. Oh, no. <laughs> his actual name on the show. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, but okay. Elf is just like his nickname. Oh. Yeah, Elf is actually I, uh, initials. I got it. Alien life form. Yeah. There you go. That's or not Alf. his real name, Punch though. It. That's not his real name. That's just what the family called him. Yeah. Oh, Gordon Shumway. There, there you go. go. There we go. From yeah. God planet, bless Google. <laughs> from the planet Melmac. <laughs> yeah. Where they would eat cats, apparently. Yeah. He had a great <laughs> 80s cartoon as well, where it showed him on uh, on him, his full family on Melmac. I remember oh, that one. Oh, Matt, just be prepared. One day we're going to cover Alf on Retropop. It's, it's coming. I hope we do. I mean, heck, this guy had a, he had a heck of a career. I mean, not only did that, but he hosted his own TV show. So uh, yep. we're going to be covering some Alf for sure in the near future. Yeah, because he good was guest co-host for Carson a couple of times, right? I believe so. And then they actually did give him his own late night talk show at one point too. Yeah, because I, I don't remember, think it lasted very long, but he definitely had one. I remember my mom let me stay up to watch Alf on Carson, and I thought it was like the greatest thing in the world. Yeah, I'm going to do a study of whose show lasted longer. Was it Alf's or, or Magic Johnson's? And what about like, Chevy Chase's? <laughs> or Oh, you know what? I'll throw him in there, too. Yeah, yeah. we'll throw in Chevy Chase. Which one uh, of these 80s icons 
uh, late night talk show lasted longer. Oh. <laughs> I don't think Magic does anything for more than two months, and then he gets out of it real quick. Yeah, he just quits. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, that concludes this lovely 80s, 90s cartoon discussion that we've had. Um, thank you, Matt. Thank you, Johnny, for joining me. I know. Thanks for having short us. Notice, short notice on everything. So thank you very much. And to close out the show, as always, good morning, good afternoon, and good night. shopping day <laughs> oh hello mr. cashier hello mrs. card pusher hello how are you doing today let's see what the old wife put on the uh, the shopping list today let's see what um, let's see number one we got a uh, Chris Hemsworth oh that doesn't seem right I don't I don't think those they sell those here uh, must be some kind of mistake. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, Chris Evans. Oh boy. This is her celebrity crush list. Awkward. Don't be like this, husband and wife. There's only one place where a list like that belongs, and that's the Eat Sleep List podcast. You can hear us every Friday on BICBP-radio.com, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify.